The Buccaneers are back in action this week, heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. We discuss how they can stop Nick Chubb, what the offense has to do to be successful. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined as I always am on Wednesdays by my good buddy, Mr. Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. Of course, you can check out what he's doing on 10 Tampa Bay at 10TampaBay.com. Follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky. WTSP. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. The Buccaneers are back at it this weekend. They are going to be taking on the Cleveland Browns. So it's time for us to finally start preparing to talk about a game. It's It's been a minute since we have done so. We're going to look ahead to the opponent, and there's no place better to start than with their best player, at least on the offensive side of the ball, Nick Chubb. Chubb is currently fourth in the NFL right now in rushing with 923 yards. Could break that 1,000-yard mark this weekend, averaging over five yards a carry. The Buccaneers have not been super great against the run this season, though the last two games did look much, much better against the run. Granted, they played the Rams, who can't run at all, but Kenneth Walker is an absolute weapon for the Seattle Seahawks, kept him in check most of the day. So, Evan, what do you think it's going to take for this Bucks defense to slow down Nick Chubb and a uh, very successful Browns rushing attack? What they usually do, right? I mean, the reason why the Buccaneers have their numbers the way that they are is because they were without Akeem Hicks for a large portion of the season. Uh, on top of that, they had some other injuries. You know, even factoring in Zion McCollum playing a lot during uh, the second half of the Carolina game, the entirety of the Baltimore Ravens game. You wouldn't think that's a big deal in the run, but containment on the edges is a huge deal. And if you just watch Carlton Davis and what he does on the edge versus what you saw Zion McCollum, who's a rookie. So I certainly am not burying him here. That's trial by fire. And those, those lessons are going to be learned that way. But there is a, a stark difference. So this team, this organization, ever since Todd Bowles has come in as defensive coordinator three years ago, now that he's been the head coach, they have a foundation on how to stop the run. They mm-hmm. do it consistently. And there is a lot of beef in the middle again with those two guys. So what are the Browns going to do to combat that? And you would imagine they're going to have to – run a lot of counters, work on the edges. And that's just going to be gap control and just doing your job, not trying to do anything outside of filling that gap and just 
if they burn you through the pass a couple of times because you're worried about Chubb, that is okay. I think you just have to continue sticking with run first, react to the pass second. And as long as you do that, I think you'll, you'll take care of business. I, you know, I don't know what the bills did last week to stop Chubb 14 attempts, 19 carries, but just, Run that back, <laughs> you know. Uh, Chubb actually became a little bit more of a threat in the passing game last week uh, with his three receptions, 48 yards, and that sort of mitigated what he couldn't do on the ground. But I don't think it's super complicated. Yeah, well, and, and of course, there's always the threat of Kareem Hunt coming in. So even when Chubb is out, the running attack can still be really good. But the Browns really didn't need to utilize Nick Chubb all that much because Amari Cooper had himself – a day and, and he's another weapon to be concerned about he's quietly having a really really good season amazing he doesn't get the the attention and the the focus and the discussion on the national shows because he's not a cowboy anymore but he's coming off a week where he had 113 yards and two touchdowns um and, and coop does seem to play better at home three of his five games at home this year he's gone for over 100 yards he has no 100-yard games on the road because last week against the Bills was a neutral site game, so I'm not counting it for the sake of narrative. Um, so is Carlton Davis going to be a guy that is going to be able to contain what Amari Cooper brings to this Browns offense in terms of big playability, reliability, keeping the chains moving? I mean, he, he does it all. He's still a very good wide receiver. It's just that he has – Jacoby beef brisket throwing him the ball instead of, you know, who he'll have next week in Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So it's an interesting spot for Cleveland. Uh, one, you have to figure that they're in this transition phase of this, is, you know, they have that on their minds. But if we look at the Buccaneers this season, only one wide receiver has tallied more than 100 yards against them. And that was Cooper Cup. And they actually limited Cooper Cup pretty well. It was just those were two chunk plays. And that yeah, pretty much those. got him over 100. Um, only three receivers have gone more than 75 yards against the Buccaneers defense. Cup, uh, Chase Claypool. Don't know where that went from. Um, we've we've already dealt with that. Um, and then Chris Olave had, had 80 for five in that contest, which if I remember that happened, he would have gotten over that benchmark when the game was out of hand in that last drive where Mikey Thomas started chipping in as well. So even that was kind of like a murkier one. So this Buccaneers defense understands how to hold receivers in check. Donovan Peoples-Jones is actually sort of a guy that's on the rise. Uh, he's being utilized more. He is uh, – his underlying – analytics statistics are great so he's certainly been a great compliment to amari cooper so i think that's also a concern but again you have jamel G uh, jamel dean you have carlton davis you have uh pretty much your entire defense healthy outside of logan ryan and when this defense is fully healthy they are just they are really tough to score against. And that has been proven week in, week out, throw out the second half of the Panthers game, 
throw out the Baltimore Ravens game, and that is the Buccaneers defense the entire season. And I, um, I'm not, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about what they're going to do with their weapons. It's more so how are the Browns going to overcome the Buccaneers defense versus then the Buccaneers overcoming what the Browns do offensively. Well, it's uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup, and we're going to take a look at what the Bucks' offense is going to be able to do against a Browns defense that has not put up great numbers, but they certainly have some incredible talent. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Therapy can help you feel comfortable seeking the help or advice you need from someone without preconceived notions or personal stake in what's going on. Just strictly what's best for you or helping you discover what's best for yourself. As someone who has been through therapy, I can attest that getting an opinion or guidance from somebody who wasn't a regular part of my life was extremely valuable. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NFL. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on NFL. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, check out the biggest headlines in all of sports with Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've talked about the studs on the Browns offense, but let's take a look at the other side of the ball and the Browns defense. Not great. Not not great at all. They have the second worst scoring defense in the NFL. They allow 26.9 points per game. They allow over 135 yards a game on the ground. And they're kind of middle of the pack in passing defense, allowing 214.8 yards per game. Does this, in your opinion, have the makings of a Rashad White, Leonard Fournette. Of course, we don't know Leonard Fournette's status quite yet. I assume he's going to play, but of course, he's still dealing with that hip injury suffered in Munich. But is this going to be a Rashad White, Leonard Fournette game where where the Bucs can expose a really bad run defense and control the clock in order to try to put together some sustained scoring drives like we saw them do against the Seattle Seahawks? You would hope. The jury is still very much out on this Buccaneers rushing offense. Like... I know we all want to get excited over what we've seen the 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 last game, and, but because Rashad White's a first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Rondé Barber is a semifinalist, and he's going to hand over the scepter to Rashad yeah. White again when he gets the yellow jacket. It's going to be very emotional. We're all going to be crying. Yeah. Having said that, <laughs> uh, you know the Rams game wasn't pretty either, right? Tom Brady's tremendous drive at the end of the game washed away what was another cruddy performance from the offense 
the the Seattle Seahawks game was unequivocally the best we've seen from this offense. I mean, three drives, 75 plus yards or more, like, whoa. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, teams just don't do that, let alone this offense. And it's going to be rainy and windy in Cleveland. Well, it's always windy in Cleveland, but it's going to be rainy on top of that. So they're going to have to establish the run. Was was Munich a fluke or is that a sign of things to come? They are absolutely going to have to go back to the well running the ball. So be prepared, fans out there. You're going to be screaming at your TV because Byron Leftwich is still going to call a lot of runs. Um, they're probably going to win some, lose some. And you're going to be stuck in those awkward positions because, uh, you know, even when they were running hot uh, in Munich, it, it, they still, you know, when you – Tom Brady cannot bail you out on third and sevens every single time. That can happen once in a drive. It can't happen more than once because then you're playing with fire. So I am I am torn. They are they are certainly going to be committed to it. I think they have something there with Nick Leverett at guard. I think they've found and while his tape isn't perfect, he plays with perfect effort. And sometimes that overcomes the technical deficiencies that you have. And I think that with Rashad White getting more time that you're going to maybe finally have that balance that we've been asking for since like week three or four that, you know, Lenny doesn't have to be taken out of the game plan. It just should be a 50, 50 split. And there are certain down and distances that Rashad White should be in because he's been succeeding a lot, especially uh, third and one, uh, you know, fourth and one type things. Rashad White has been very successful. Also on first downs, Rashad White has been very successful. Um, but, you know, a lot of times they just kind of stick with one guy throughout a drive, and that's sort of the way that the, the cookie crumbles in that, that sense. I, w- I would like to see a little bit maybe more of how the Cowboys utilize Zeke and Tony Pollard for how the Buccaneers utilize Lenny and uh, Rashad White. Funny enough, Lenny should be the guy picking up, like, third and ones. He should be the bulldoze. <laughs> north, north and south, I want Lenny running. And then I kind of want to use Rashad White as my change of, change of pace back, utilize him in the receiving game. Very versatile piece that can do anything. But Miles Garrett is a huge concern, and – Luckily, the edges are not the issue for Tampa Bay. I assume they're going to do a lot of games to try to get him on a guard, which, you know, will be interesting to see. But Rashad White's going to have to chip in that direction. If Lenny's playing, he's going to have to chip in that direction. You're always going to have to know what Miles is doing. But again, Tom Brady gets the ball off quickly. So it's going to be nothing new to him. He already has been working under duress this entire season. So if there's any team that can withstand what Miles Garrett does, where the quarterback's clock shrinks to three seconds, less than three seconds, it's Tom Brady. So I think the pieces are in place to handle everything that's coming their way. It's just a matter of can they execute like they did in Munich, or was that a fluke? Yeah, well, and let's let's talk about Miles Garrett for a minute because I mean, he he is an absolute monster. There's no question about it. Eight and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss. And you know I've talked about it. 
numerous times that I want to see multiple sets where the Bucks have Rashad and Fournette on the field at the same time. And that might be something they're going to have to do, or at least, you know, drop Keefe back a little bit. Someone's going to have to be getting an extra set of hands or a shoulder or something on Miles Garrett in order to free up a little bit of extra time for Brady because Miles Garrett can make it a very, very long day for the Buccaneers offense if he is getting off the line quickly, getting at Tom Brady, forcing those, you know, some of those throws that we saw earlier in the year when Brady's, it almost looked like his internal clock was sped up too much because he didn't trust the guys in front of him to keep him upright. You don't want that being the the tone that's set in the first quarter, right? You don't want Garrett to get in Brady's face on two of his first three drop packs and think, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be a, a long day against this guy. Yeah, and um, I just ultimately think that this is going to have to be a fairly mistake-free football game, which is sad because I would like for the Buccaneers to flex some offensive muscles, prove that they have the capability to really enforce their will on another opponent like they did last year, the year before that, at least offensively speaking. Um, and this game, I think they probably should lean towards a more conservative route, especially because the Browns have a negative six turnover differential. They don't force turnovers. They tend to give them away more often. So uh, I think they have 14 giveaways and, and eight takeaways. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're now in week – 12 and i know the buccaneers don't take the take the ball away either so again this is like um this it smells low scoring and it smells like just the defenses are gonna it's gonna come down to the defense withstand the two things we talked about the defense withstanding the rushing pressure from the browns and also the buccaneers being able to chip away at this this rushing game chip away at this Brown's defensive line and prove they can kind of milk some drives because they're not going to be able to fling the ball around in the conditions that are coming Sunday if the conditions remain the way that they are uh, based on what we're reading and during Wednesday. They will because it's Cleveland, which is – And the lake effect and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's so awful. It's dreadful. Um, well, if it's low scoring, that that blows up right in the face of one of my bold predictions from yesterday's episode that the Bucks offense will average 24 points per game the rest of the season. Still could happen. We are going to get into your predictions coming up in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs finds the right people for your team faster and for free. Adding your job listing is quick and easy, and you can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. 
to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Make sure you are coming back tomorrow. Yes, I said tomorrow. David Harrison will be joined by Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns for a special crossover Thanksgiving Thursday episode. But it is time for predictions. You all know what that means. Evan is going to give his bold prediction, his player prediction, his score prediction. Then I'm going to ask him for a prediction that he's not prepared for. And I did that on purpose, but we all know how that's going to go. Let's start, Evan, with your bold prediction. Uh, What's something crazy that you see happening in this game? I see um, I'm going to marry the bold and the play years of the game because I think I think that's ultimately uh, one of the same. And that's going to be Nick Chubb, less than 50 total yards, receiving and running. And that is why my players of the game are going to be Devin White and Levante David. You marry the consistency of of Levante David with the resurgence of Devin White after a cruddy three weeks in the middle of the season, and you have something pretty special. Mm-hmm. Not to mention with the the defensive line doing the nitty gritty work that doesn't pop up in box scores, Devin and Levante should be controlling the tempo of that defense, setting the tone, and really making sure that the Browns don't pop off. Another bold prediction: I think Kareem Hunt is going to have uh, more of an impact in this game for the Browns than Nick Chubb will. So possible. I think I think the Browns need to move east and west, not north and south. And while Chubb can do it all, don't get me wrong, I think a little scat back, a uh, little receiver out of the backfield. I, I think Hunt provides more versatility, and I think they're going to go more towards that than um, the Chubb route as much as they usually do. In, over the course of a game. So White and David, I mean, both in double-digit tackles, uh, you know, a, a few tackles for a loss, maybe a forced fumble, something along those lines. But they're going to be all over the place, and we'll be checking the tape on Monday, being like, dang, they are moving sideline to sideline, and they're uh, the reason why the Browns couldn't break a big one and ultimately lose. So what you're saying is I need to wait until after this weekend before I fleece my son in a trade for Nick Chubb in our fantasy league. Correct. Because he's going to have a, a down week. I like that idea. Yep. Uh, he will uh, He will get Michael Gallup and the Titans defense for Nick Chubb. There you Chubb. go. That's, yeah, that's an easy accept. Or he's grounded. I, that's just – That's the way that it works because you know what? I brought you into this life. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the ultimate trump card. So. Yeah, I mean, or I'll stop what paying you for your hockey. It? So you know, good luck finding someone else that's going to do it for you. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. Evan, uh, <laughs> you've you've mentioned it a couple of times. It's going to be nasty in Cleveland, um, and it, it goes beyond the weather. You got the dog pound. I will say this: Cleveland Browns fans are some of the most loyal humans I have ever seen in my life, and they are passionate. They are loud. They are rambunctious. It's going to be a hostile environment in Cleveland. It never, it, it does not matter how bad the team is. doesn't matter how good the team is. The fans are always the same. So how do you see it shaking out? What is your score prediction for the Bucks and the Browns? Man, like most of these Buccaneers games outside of Munich, it, this one smells like a cruddy one. 
smells like uh why am i watching this why am i putting my <laughs> myself through this crap oh byron you're doing it again oh the russian game's not working oh my god the, like we can't get any protection like why are we doing this so i um i think the buccaneers are gonna win because Excellent. i um I, I do believe that they are refocused a bit and they are finding a bit of a stride but they are going to have to shake off some of those cobwebs coming off the bye week and finding that gelling scenario. So I'm going to go with 17-13 Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a snoozer of a game. And as I said, minimize the mistakes, chip away where you can. I got the Buccaneers finding the end zone a couple of times. You know, the Brownies maybe getting in once, twice. We'll see. But um ultimately this should be low scoring and um just be prepared to be angry at the tv but uh you know there's hopefully they've turned that corner i mean there's no way it's more boring than jets patriots this past week right no like it, it, not possible no, no that, uh, is, that was uh an atrocity zach to, wilson to the sport and as somebody who uh grew up uh, or has a family that uh, of Jets fans grew up a Jet fan. Um, it's painful to watch that. It's it's really just it's just bad, and more more so the the inab- when when you get softballs from the media, just hit it, just just hit it out of the park. Don't be a douche, all right? Because you're never going to win being the douche, and now your job's in question because you decided to be pissy at the media after a crap game. So there's my Zach Wilson rant. We're out of it. The Jets are the Saints. They have a better chance to win if they just suck it up and actually start the better quarterback on their roster. Yeah, the Jameis Winston thing is very interesting too, though – you know, his quotes of like, oh, you know, it's like standard not to lose your job after an injury. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if he knows how Tom Brady became the quarterback yeah. that he is today. <laughs> but, but that isn't the industry standard. I mean, there there is a history of where it, people have gone the other way. It, um, it kind of is, though. I mean, I get it if if the person that replaced you is like on fire. No, totally. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I'm just saying the. Like, should he be playing quarterback? Absolutely, because it's Andy Dalton. Uh, Is that the standard in the NFL? Absolutely not. All right. Well, the bonus prediction that I did not prepare you for, go ahead, you know, pull out the homer card. Who's winning Ohio State, Michigan, and what's the score? Uh, Obviously, I'm going Ohio State, those bums up north. Um uh, which is funny, by the way, Brady's going to be playing in Ohio the mm-hmm. next day after the game uh, against Donovan Peoples-Jones. So there is a little bit of that going on. But, um, man, that game scares the bejesus out of me. The, uh, I mean, there's been no more hyped Ohio State-Michigan game uh, than this one since 2006. Huge deal. Even if you're not an Ohio State-Michigan fan, you should be glued to the TV. It's going to be whether Ohio State can stop the run versus um, Michigan being able to limit Ohio State's athleticism. I had that game as a 28-24 gauntlet uh, with Ohio State winning. 
after all the crap that Harbaugh and Michigan has talked about for a year after finally being the Buckeyes, after losing a million straight. Um, but still Ryan, Ryan Day has not forgotten about that, and he is going to any which way pound Harbaugh's face into sand if he finds the opportunity. It's going to be really painful for me to watch my Illini get completely hosed against Michigan last week just to turn around and root for them this week. But I will say this. When I attend a Buccaneers game on Thanksgiving weekend, Michigan and Tampa Bay are undefeated. What's the record? 1-0. and Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. All right. I'll take I'll take Michigan 30 to 28. It's going to be I close. It's going to be it's going to be an exciting game and unfortunately I'll be driving through Columbus as it's ending so Lucky you. Prayers for me. Evan, Buckeye Donuts. We are out of here. Thank you again for joining. Um of course check out everything that Evan is doing over at 10 Tampa Bay and 10tampabay.com. We want to thank you again making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now check out the biggest headlines in all of sports by listening or watching Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. David is back tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day with the crossover, and we will be back on Friday with our full preview episode, as we always do. Of course, you can send us your voicemails, 813-444-5841. Check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Ekloski WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.